right. Welcome back, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us again. We are here for episode six of the Three Major Sports Podcast. Uh, this is Enrique coming from uh, from Miami for you all. I'm joined by Rob, as usual, coming from Tampa. Say what's up to everybody. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Good evening. All right. So, uh, again, thank you, everybody, for joining. Again, make sure that you are subscribed to the pod wherever you listen to your podcast. Rate and review us, please. Uh, give us a follow on Instagram, at 3 Major Sports. You can find episode previews, episode recaps, and a bunch of other stuff that we uh, put up throughout the week as the sports world turns. So we are here. Uh, last episode, we talked about the play-in tournament. We gave our predictions. Um, I was pretty wrong on that first one. Boston did end <laughs> up winning. They ended up uh, beating Washington pretty handily in that first game. But Washington did come back and end up earning that eight seed. Uh, so all that faith I showed in them, at least they paid me back a little bit, and they are in the playoffs. Uh, yes. And we are recording this late Friday night, so we know the Lakers beat. Uh, Golden State uh, Wednesday night to claim the seventh spot. So they're in against Phoenix. And just moments ago, John Morant sealed it for the Memphis Grizzlies over uh, Steph and the Warriors to take that eight seed and make the playoffs for the first time in his career. I do believe they didn't make it last year, right? They didn't. They no, lost in they this They lost in this same game in last this year. Tournament. I think he lost the Dame. Yep, that's exactly what happened. Mm-hmm. So. John Morant, uh, the future of the league in many sorts, him along with Zion and a couple of these young guys, is making his first appearance in the postseason. Yeah. So we are, um, we've got our full playoff uh, seating set now, officially. They do kick off tomorrow, uh, Saturday at 2 p.m. The first game of the playoffs this season is the Milwaukee Bucks and the Miami Heat, uh, which we're definitely going to talk about later on. So. We're going to get it uh, started. We're going to go over all of these first-round series, who we like, who we think is uh, going to move on into the second round and get us through this. So we're going to kick it off in the Eastern Conference. We're going to run through the East first uh, and then the much more compelling West. So first off, let's go with the uh, top-seeded 76ers against the play-in secondary-winning Washington Wizards in the eighth seed. Yeah, uh, what do you what do you got in this series, Rob? Uh, for me, this is this is probably a gentleman's sweep. Um, I would assume as long as Philly stays healthy, they're probably going to four one the Wizards. Uh, defensively, Philadelphia is one of the better three or four teams in the in the whole NBA. Um, they have a legitimate rim defending center. Uh, probably the one of the two best wing defenders uh, on the planet. So, um, yeah, I don't think see them having too much trouble. Russ and Beal will put up some numbers, uh, but as long as Embiid and, and Simmons make it through the series, uh, I, I don't see them giving Philly really any trouble, honestly. Yeah, that's, um, I'm pretty close to, to feeling the same way. I feel like maybe just because between the momentum that they're kind of riding in on right now and just kind of that hot streak they're on, I think maybe the Wizards can pull two games out, Russ and, and Beal. I mean, those guys are special. Russ, we know, is is just – he doesn't get enough credit because he is kind of outlandish sometimes, and, and people he kind of rubs people the wrong way, so it, it kind of affects his overall – the kind of feeling that he gets out there in the public. But Russ is an out-of-this-world talent. And sure. when he's on, he's on. And Bradley Beal can score on anyone. I mean, Philly is, is a great defensive team. And obviously, they got the interior covered with Embiid. Like you said, the, they've got the wing defender. So, so Simmons is out there just tearing people down. But Bradley Beal, again, offensively is, is just a special talent. I think those two guys can maybe steal two games. But I'm with you. I think Philly uh, should, if everything goes according to plan, pretty much walk through this series and, and into the second round where they can probably expect a little bit of a tougher challenge. Uh, but even still, let's, let's talk about that. Philly's got it made in this bracket right like yeah in all seriousness they should not if everything goes according to plan for how the philly how the, how the sixers have had this season go they shouldn't have a, a big challenge until the uh the conference finals right because they're six they're 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 next excuse me their next uh round opponent would be the winner of atlanta Hawks and the and knicks. knicks yep right so yeah again philly philly's got a pretty good pathway to the eastern conference finals if they don't make it 
uh, it's I'm safe to say. I mean, I'm pretty confident saying right now, if they don't make it, there's been a disastrous failure somewhere along the way. Yeah, uh, someone probably, got hurt. Probably got including hurt. an injury. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think again, Washington will put a, a valiant effort, but the Sixers are going to take this series uh, in five, maybe six games. Yeah. Yeah, it feels like one of those ones where Philly wins the first two at home and then maybe Washington gets game three and then Philly three ups or three ones them uh, in game four and then closes it out in game five. That's sort of how it feels, which should be a classic one eight matchup. Right. I feel like that's typically what you're what you're looking for. I'm not even, I wouldn't even put it out of the question where, yeah, Philly takes the first two and even Washington goes back and takes the next two in D.C. and evens it out. It feels kind of like that's how the Sixers – play in the playoffs they always kind of underperform but I think with Doc with the experience that he brings and just the know-how and and how he's going to run the team even if they go 2-2 they probably take the next two games even the one in Washington on the road pretty handily and and move into the second round I think even if they go 2-2 the series will never really be in doubt it'll be more like an astounding oh my god Washington made it 2-2 if that Uh, but Philly's still taking this they're going to be handily into the second round yeah yeah yeah, I think we agree on that one pretty easily. Cool. So, that's our 1-8 matchup in the East. Let's move to the 2-7. Uh, this is a little bit more interesting. Obviously, we've got the regional rival uh, rivalry that's going on there. So, we've got the Brooklyn Nets at 2 going up against the Boston Celtics at 7. Now, we know Boston's hurt. They don't have Jaden Brown. Um, Kemba is not 100%. He may be at times. But he's always susceptible to the injury. Um and then we're going up against presumably the favorites in the East, right? These The big three uh, in Brooklyn haven't played a lot of games together. We do expect them to start, obviously, in the playoffs playing these games together. Uh, there's no reason to think they're not going to probably dominate. Uh, KD, James Harden. James Harden, I got to tell you, man, I, <laughs> he has changed the way I think about him and how he's played this year. His His usage rate is like 33rd in the league now coming from yeah. where we've known him to be like top three all the time. Um, he's top three in assist ratio. So he's getting the ball out. He's, he's being a great team player. Um, it's, I don't know. I've never been a huge James Harden fan, but I think that this is the, the way he's playing on this team. Uh, it's going to, it's a recipe for success for this net team and these big three that are going on uh, up there. So I, I don't know. What do you think about, how this goes down before we make predictions. So I'm, I, as you know, and, and as I mentioned a couple pods ago, um, James Harden is one of my favorite players. Uh, I, I always felt like the stuff that he did, and, and I was a hater at first. Uh, I think the first year they made the playoffs, they were an eight seed when he still had Dwight. Um, and he just sort of like loafed on defense and just looked like crap. I think it was against the Warriors, uh, maybe 2014 or 2015. It just didn't look good. It looked like he didn't care. And, and that always rubbed me the wrong way. Since then, I always felt like his usage rate was a product of his teammates. Um, typically, his best teammate was like Eric Gordon or Chris, it was Paul. Chris Paul. Yeah, but Chris Paul is not your 25-point-a-game scorer. I mean, I think for his career, he scores 18 or 19 a game. No, so, but, but usage rate also takes into consideration just how you handle the ball in the offense and Chris Paul – if, sure. If you have Chris Paul on your team, it's justified for your usage rate to be down a little bit because Paul's going to be handling and distributing more so than to just you. Which I would agree with, except the first year he played with Chris Paul, Harden led, led the league in assists. So he's he's a very interesting player. I, I argued with it you is. guys. He's he's at least a top four ever shooting guard. Um, and he, he might be the Nets' arguably second best player. So... <laughs> Um, well, he's definitely their second best player. Yeah, as much as yeah. we uh, we we know that the Kyrie love is flowing on this pod lately, but he's definitely oh, the second no, best Kyrie's player on that third. team. Kyrie's their third. It, it would be between Harden and Durant. Absolutely. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, I'll I'll get into the prediction. I feel the same exact way about this series as I did about the one eight series. Uh, I feel like four one is probably in the realm of like the most. Uh, the most common outcome, right. if you ran it a bunch of times, would probably be a 4-1 uh, Nets win. Um, and, and just so we're, sort of what we were talking about, their path is so much more difficult oh, yeah. uh, than Philly's. So we can go through that when we go over you know, the rest of the playoffs. But it's, 
Definitely. Yeah. They, they would be, I mean, they, they lucked the out with Boston. They lucked out with Boston a little bit because yeah. of the injuries. But, yeah, they'd play the winner of Milwaukee, Miami, and then presumably the Sixers. So their right. path is, is definitely tougher to the uh, Eastern Conference Finals than Philly. Right. Right. But now the Bucks probably have the the hardest of the three, which is right. sort of why my my choice for, for who wins the East comes down between Philly and Brooklyn, uh, which, you know, isn't really going out on a limb being one, two, right. but – uh, I just the Bucks are going to have a hell of a time getting through Miami, Brooklyn, and Philly. Correct, correct. <clears throat> well, I'm going to go out. I'm just, I, I'm thinking this is going to be a clean sweep. This is going to be four zero. Ooh, uh, okay. Jason, Jason Tatum's going to put up a valiant effort. There isn't enough on that Boston team right now. They've been through enough getting to this point. They they had to go through dropping uh, into the play in tournament. Luckily, they did end up winning that first game. So yeah, we can build a little bit of confidence on that. But um, I think Brooklyn is coming out to make a statement. I think that they are going to um, kind of announce to to the league, hey, listen, we're here now. We're all together. We're full strength. This is what we can do and kind of make that statement to start the playoffs. I think they need to. For So the one thing about it is we, we kind of know Kevin Durant is a bit of an emotional person, right? And the things in the media do tend to get to him. I think it's extremely important for this team to start off strong and well so that the public opinion of them is doesn't swing into a negative manner. Let's say they do struggle, right? They're going to start pointing immediately at KD because he's supposed to be your leader and your best player. I think that that might be something to affect them. I think that they're also aware of that and enough self-awareness to know they've got to come out and kind of put their foot on the gas and, and make sure that, that, that they, we, we don't fall down that road. So I think they come out and just straight sweep them. Um, Again, nothing against Boston. They're kind of dealt a shitty hand right now. They, they're, they've got the injury situation going on. Even the players that are on the field on the court, they're not at a hundred percent with, yeah. um, you know, Kemba and, and everything like that. So they're just not very good. That's okay. Right. They're not. And, and it's it, not their year. It is. Dan, yeah. Danny Ainge is kind of, um, for as much credit as everybody was giving him, withholding all those cards and all those chips, he's he hasn't really cashed them in, and he's kind of watched everybody in the East get better around him. And, and he hasn't made any moves to get much better. And it's kind of like you're kind of running out of time and patience on them. Um, it could be end of the road soon for Brad Stevens, even though I don't agree. I think Brad Stevens no. is a great coach. No, but, he'll be there for a while. Uh, irrational decisions are made like that sometimes when you lose in the playoffs, man. I don't know. I've seen crazier yeah. things happen. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, so I think we're agreeing to your uh, Brooklyn takes this series pretty handily and moves into the second round. Yeah, a so. c- couple quick things real fast. I just want to get out. Uh, one, Boston in consecutive years has lost Kyrie Irving, Al Horford, and Gordon Hayward, uh, and really added no one. So that's really where you see – I mean, the injuries helped too. But even when Jalen Brown was playing, they were a six seed, you know, six, seven seed, somewhere in there. Uh, they just had a talent drain with no replacement um, besides for like mid to late lottery picks. So that's right. sort of where you see with Boston. A uh, couple things on Brooklyn. One – I believe their closing lineup will probably be the big three, Joe Harris and Nicholas Claxton. Uh, Claxton, a little note on him. Second Spectrum, which is like the NBA's tracking uh, partner, mm-hmm. where they, they have those bands and see where they go all over the court. He holds his uh, the person he's defending to the worst field goal percentage against expectation in the entire NBA. So, okay. Perez, like – Overall, not great that the defense is for the Nets. Uh, he's been a bright spot uh, to sort of cover up for them losing Jared Allen. So just wanted to throw those in there real quick before we moved on. Definitely. I think uh, Claxton is going to come in. Uh, I don't think he's going to be as pivotal in this series. But Yeah, it won't matter. Start, no, yeah. But when we start getting down the road for them, presumably either with uh, <clears throat> them facing – Brooke Lopez or Giannis down low or Bam down low and Trevor Riga and then eventually possibly Joel Embiid. Claxton is going to be extremely important for them down the stretch. I think in this series, yeah, he's he's definitely an above average player for what the role is expected out of him. So that's awesome for them to have. Uh, I don't think it's going to be a huge, huge part of this series, but it's definitely something that they're going to covet coming down into those next couple series and it, it may pay dividends for them. So for sure. Definitely the Nets moving on in this one, we think. So, yes. We are going to jump then to. We're going to do 4 5. 4 5. Let's do Knicks uh, Atlanta. I'll let you kick us off on this one. <sighs> um, 
You know, it's hard to say. They finished with the same record. They finished with the same point differential. Uh, the, the Knicks clearly have a better defense. The Hawks clearly have a better offense. Uh, the best overall offensive player in the series is probably Trey Young. Absolutely. Um, and I also think the Hawks have maybe two or three of the four best players in the series, um, which makes me feel Hawks. Who do you, uh, who do you but, put behind Capella on that list? Uh, John Collins. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. John Collins, Trey Young. Julius Randle and uh, Clint Capella. I think those are probably the four best players in the series, and three of the four of them are Hawks. I, yeah. I might even put Bogdanovich ahead of anyone else on the Knicks, honestly. Yeah, um, that's what I was thinking, so, too. Yeah. So that one sort of lends me to um, to Atlanta. Uh, I, 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 I like Nick McMillan as a coach as much as Thibodeau. Uh, I think he's probably a better playoff coach than Thibodeau, and he doesn't run his guys into the ground as much as Thibodeau does. Uh, so I just, I mean, I don't know. It, this is as close to a toss-up as you're going to get. I could very yeah. easily see this one going seven. Um, and, and it would probably come down to can the Hawks win on the road. Uh, if, if they can win one on the road, then I would pick the Hawks to, to win the series. Uh, clearly, if not, then the Knicks are going are gonna to pull it out in seven. That would be my prediction. Your, but... So – Hear me out on this. So, yes, uh, Trey Young is probably hands down the best player in this series. But yeah, him and Randall are close. They're close. Yeah, they are. Absolutely, they are. Um, it's just that he's got such a more of an offensive impact on the game than Randall does because Randall's a lot more balanced in terms of offense and defense. But uh, the New York Knicks are back in the playoffs. I don't – I mean, I'm 35 years old, and for as long as I can remember, all I can hear is people saying, man, it's re- it's good for the league when the Knicks are good. Uh, it's mm. good for the league when the Knicks are in the playoffs. The fact that they're playing the Atlanta Hawks, uh, Trey Young is no playoff experience. Yes, he's a, a, a up-and-coming star in the league, but it's not like they're playing an established star that you know has to get through, like a LeBron or a Giannis or something like that, right? Right. Uh, I can see how the officiating in this series, Trey Young depends a lot on not only his scoring, but he gets to the line. The The style of basketball he plays relies on him baiting the defense in to get his points. Uh, he's a big end one guy. I don't think he's going to see the types of calls that maybe he would have seen in a different series against a different market team than he could expect. I think that the officiating might be what really makes a difference in this series. I think it's going to lean in New York's favor. Um, again, Collins down low over uh, Nerners Noel, that's or Capella down there. Like that's Atlanta's got the advantage there. Trey Young is going to be able to put up his points, right? But if Randall can get going, if New York can get these secondary guys going, like RJ Barrett and stuff like that, they can hit high percentage shots. There is no reason to believe that the Knicks can't win this series. I'm not a big Knicks fan, but the Garden is going to be rocking. The league is excited to have him back. They're not like a borderline in team, right? They're the fourth seed. They've had a great season, superly exceeded expectations. Um, I can see how because of the market that the Hawks are from, the fact that nobody gives a shit about the Hawks in Atlanta, uh, the league doesn't necessarily give a crap about Atlanta other than Trey Young. Uh, I can see how possibly, and we know the league influences officiating and the outcomes of these series. Like You'd have to be in absolute denial and very, very naive to think that that doesn't happen. Uh, I think that the Knicks get through probably in six, maybe in seven to add some flair. But um, I think because this is some, such a non-consequential series, because when you win this, you're probably going to get sacrificed to the Sixers anyway. The yeah. league is going to probably have a hand in making sure that the Knicks win this series we get the New York market back excited about basketball again. You've got the Knicks in the second round. You're probably going to have the Nets in the second round. That's huge for the league. Again, I'm not. I'm a realist. I know how, how the world works. So because these teams are so evenly matched in how they're going to play, um, it's crazy, right? Like defense, like the Knicks are such a good defensive team, and Atlanta's such a good offensive uh, offensive team. They've got the same point differential, right? So they're they're just as good in opposite directions. That this is like a perfect storm of like this could really go any way so that's why i think officiating is going to have kind of a big deal to do with it because they're so evenly matched and i think this is going to just swing it in new york's favor uh and we see the knicks in the second round of the playoffs for the first time since i was like 12 
Yeah. Well, I think Carmelo had him there once, right? I don't, did they win a first-round series? I think they just won a game, didn't they? It was just a Is that game. what it was? Oh, God. Yeah, that's bad. I think they lost – with Melo, I think they lost 4-1 to the Heat in one round and 4 – or maybe 4-2 to Boston or something like that in another round. I don't remember. I, but, yeah. I thought, they, I thought been, they made it to the second round, but I could be wrong. They've been miserable. Yeah. Um, so, you're not going to like this. Uh, well, uh, let me let me say this one first. I'm looking at the standings, trying to like get my my thoughts together while we're going over these. Um, they had to go all the way to conference record to break the tie to give the Knicks home court advantage, because uh, the the Hawks and Knicks had basically everything else the same. So that that was pretty crazy. Uh, and then secondly, granted they do have home court, but if we're just like looking at the season as a whole, and and again, you're not going to enjoy this comment, uh, but this is a three team conference. So the idea that the four seed is the Knicks, they're, what, a game ahead of Miami? I mean, they, they were one loss away from, from, you know, being a six or seven seed. So, I mean, yeah, I yes, it. it's great. Uh, if they do go to the second round, I think it'll add some unneeded pressure to them in the future. Like, oh, wow, look how close we are to, to going to the title. We made the second round that year. And it's going to sort of fast forward their development. So... I don't know. We'll see, but uh, yeah, I, I could I can see the Knicks winning. I I think it's going to go six or seven. So, so who are you, who are you, you calling? Who, this is a, this is a playoff preview. You got to make. You, who do you think will win? Uh, I'll go Atlanta. Okay, I'm going to go Knicks. I think Knicks move on to the second round in this one. Yeah, yeah. I, I honestly, it's a toss up, but I'll, I'll say Atlanta. All right. So there All right, we I'm going to let so you lead our, on this next one. That's our 4-5 matchup in the East. Now, we move on into what is arguably the most anticipated series of the first round of this NBA playoffs. It is the 3-6 matchup in the East, the Milwaukee Bucks against my Miami Heat. And let's go. We're going to go full culture here, everybody. This is how it's going to be. The Miami Heat are here to destroy the Milwaukee Bucks. We are ready for them. We are not scared of them. Giannis is not going to be the player that he is in the regular season in the playoffs because he never is. I don't care that they don't have Eric Bledsoe anymore to drag down that team and that they replaced him with Drew Holiday and that they've added P.J. Tucker. It doesn't matter. We've got Trevor Ariza and Bam that are going to stop Giannis down low. We've got Jimmy Butler. We've got Kendrick Nunn, uh, Goran Dragic, Tyler Hero to stop all of the guard play that Drew Holiday and whoever else they want to put back there, Pat Connington or DiVincenzo, or whoever the hell else they want to fucking put in the backcourt, we've got the recipe to shut them all down. Bam is a Giannis stopper. This is going to be another embarrassing output for the Milwaukee Bucks. It doesn't matter that they went and they signed Drew Holiday to this max extension after trading for him. It doesn't matter that they traded for P.J. Tucker to try to get tougher down low. They're not as tough as the Miami Heat. We are going to culture the shit out of this team. We are going to get their head coach fired. We are going to get their star player uh, into trade talks again because you're not going to be able to win in Milwaukee. It's a, it's a fucking mistake that he already signed that extension in Milwaukee because he's not going to be able to win there. You know why? Because the Heat are still in the Eastern Conference. And every year that they run into us, it's going to be the same outcome. All right? So I got Heat in five. We're going to give them a game just so that they don't jump out of the fucking balcony in their Fountain Blue Hotel room. But that's it. It is over. There is nothing Milwaukee can do about this. They should have ducked out at the last minute when they had the chance and gotten into a different seat so that they didn't have to mess with us, but they didn't. They wanted the smoke. The smoke is coming. And Bam and Jimmy are going to have their way with this entire team. And we're going to get this done. It starts tomorrow. First game of the, se- of the playoff season. It's going to be a heat win on the road. Let's go. Um, there's not much more I can say about this. Jimmy hasn't played in any of the games against Milwaukee, so the regular season schedule doesn't, or the results don't matter a thing. Uh, we're going to destroy them. Jimmy Butler should be an MVP candidate. He should be top five. I understand that they only give the top three finalists, but he is the most outstanding player on this team. He is what our lifeblood is made of. He is a defensive machine, and there is nothing that can be done to stop this man. We are going to get this done. Let's go heat. <laughs> just just a classic irrational heat fan. Uh, There's nothing irrational about anything I said. Fantastic. So what is what is the series prediction? Let's just nail it down. What, what four was, one, what's... four one Miami. 
4-1 Miami. Perfect. Perfect. Uh, unsurprisingly. I, I, will now, I will now accept any nonsense you feel like countering me with. <laughs> unsurprisingly, I feel a little bit differently. Um, huh. So I'm, I'm one of those people that, that takes data, spins it around, and can admit if they're wrong, but makes choices off that data. How do you quantify uh, culture, Robert? You well, I, I, your you, data you is can't. nonsense in this series. You can't. And, and you know when culture really puts you ahead when you have four-month layoffs and then you have to go sit in a, in a Disney hotel for two months. I'd beg um, to differ, but go ahead. Oh, okay. <laughs> this, is, this is back into sort of reality where you have your home court, you have uh, sleeping in your own bed, you're not you know, locked in a hotel room and unable to see your family. As far this as is a I'm little concerned, bit different. Jimmy Butler has only ever led us to the finals as long as he's been on our team. So I'm going to go with well, that. Well, that's a that's a fact. I mean, you are right. Um, but so I, I'm right I, till I'm not, bro. Very true. And and the joy of predictions is guessing. So my my guess is ain't no guess. You, you remember Vicky Valencourt in the Waterboy? How how you how'd you come up with that guess? Guess ain't no guess. That's what it's going to be. Uh, so that's where we're going right now. So you've 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 modeled your <laughs> you've modeled your selections off of uh, Vicky Valencourt. Yeah, she's my um, spirit animal. Perfect, perfect. Doing these real late. I mean, I I, I did want to at least mention the return of the crickets. Uh, the the crickets and and the late hour here has made you very feisty, which is good. Yes, indeed. Uh, the crickets yeah. the crickets are back. Oh, in full effect. It's fantastic. Uh, <laughs> yeah, just. I'm excited to see the series. Uh, I, it's I'm, the best series of the first round. And, it's the most compelling. Uh, and the, definitely sure. in the Eastern Conference. Yeah, because let, let's be honest. Nobody really cares outside of New York who wins the Knicks and Hawks series. At all. And the first two, we're assuming, are either 4-1s or 4-0. Uh, so, right, there's no drama yeah. in that. No, 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 no. Now, I will say that whoever wins this series has the toughest path to the finals. We already sort of mentioned that, um, but just as a confirmation, they because you've got to go through the winner the of this first series goes, seeds. Yeah, winner of this series goes most likely Brooklyn, then if they make it through that, Philly. Right. Uh, so, yeah, this is uh, being in the 3-6 seed, on top of it being two really good – like, there's no gimme on this in this matchup, right? These are really two good, well-matched, very good teams in what they do. But on top of that, like, you start off with this dogfight in the first round, and it doesn't get any easier the rest of the way, right, for either team. No. Whoever gets through this – you're going to have another dogfight with that big three uh, in the next round, more than likely. Uh, and then if all goes to plan, you've got Embiid and Simmons waiting there for you with Doc Rivers uh, in the Eastern Conference Finals. So, yeah, this is definitely right. – um, it's a bad setup for either team, whoever wins, right, because this is not going to be – so, yeah, 4-1 heat, we're going to rape them, whatever. This is still <laughs> going to be a hard-fought series, right? This is not, it's not going to be easy wins. I'm just saying we're going to win them. So yeah. it's not a great ideal situation for either of the teams involved. I will be interested to see how the Bucks start off because clearly this was the matchup. I don't want to say they were fearing, but if they had their choice of the bottom of the bracket, they wouldn't have of the four teams. They wouldn't want the Heat. That would probably I, be their last. I don't choice. agree. I don't agree. They had their choice. They had the well, opportunity to tank against us, particularly Saturday night, which would have put them down possibly into. It would have helped us get into the five seed which would have avoided us and them in the first round. They definitely had their choice. I think they're trying to prove something, and that is the oh. recipe for disaster. When you go out of your way to make your point, that, that's a good way to, for it to backfire in your face. Like, you, you don't want this smoke, man. We are the Miami Heat, my <laughs> dude. We are, we are culture. We are coming for you. There is nothing you can do to stop us. We are healthy. We are clicking at the right time. Um, it's time. We're going to finish the job that injuries prevented us from finishing last season. All right. Well, let's, let's see if you're, uh, if you're one-tenth of a point, point differential for the season team can, can roll through that's the playoffs not, again. That's not, that's not the team that we played, that we're playing uh, right now. And you know uh, it. We've missed, we had Jimmy miss a bunch of games. Bam missed a bunch of games. Tyler everybody had people games. miss games. Uh, nobody really had it as much as us. If you, like, listen, I know it was a long time ago. But the first two months of our season, we, were, we did not have our starting five for any of those games. We were decimated between injuries and COVID procedures. Tyler got COVID. Goron got COVID. All yeah, these people Drew Holiday got we, COVID. Okay, but that's one guy versus we had half of the team between injuries and health and safety protocols. 
miss a good portion of the time between October when we October 30th when we started to like the middle of January. Since then, I mean, at that time, we were like the 13th seed in the East. It was looking very grim. Since then, we've come up. We've put our team together. We're the sixth seed. We are at full strength now. We are ready to roll. The regular season numbers, I know that that sounds like a homer thing to say, but there is data to back it up. The regular season numbers, because of who we were playing all season long, do not uh, accurately identify the strengths and weaknesses of this team, in my opinion. No, no, no. You'll, you'll be better than that. Um, well, I just, it, yeah, it'll be fun. It'll, it'll be a fun series. I'll be excited to see what happens tomorrow. Uh, just as a, as a funny side note, before we move on to the West, um, I did watch a, an interview that Giannis did, or at least a clip of an interview Giannis did. And someone asked him what was going to be different this year. And his response was, well, I don't know if it's going to be different this year, yep. <laughs> which is it was, just, uh, I mean, in ball camps. Yeah. Uh, yeah it, which is super refreshing that like, a superstar is like, oh, yeah, you know, everything's going to be different because we have better play. He was like, I don't know, eh, maybe. <laughs> so that's, that's kind of fun. <laughs> yeah, I guess. But let me tell you, if I'm a Bucks fan and I hear that, I'm not loving that. I want, no. my, I want my guy to sound like Bam, and I want my guy to sound like Jimmy Butler and be overly confident. We're not scared of who we're playing. We know we can beat him. Let's go out and do it. Had we lost – like, okay, if somebody asked that question to Jimmy Butler before a series – uh, against the Lakers, who is the only team we lost to in the postseason last, last year, Jimmy Butler would not say, uh, it might be the same result. Jimmy Butler would absolutely be like, no, we're going to cream him this time. I don't give a shit what you say. Like, we're getting it. Yeah, yeah. I'm... Giannis is too nice of a guy, dude. He's He doesn't have – he. Can't... I don't want to say that he can't be the number one on a championship team because his talent and his skill – He can. Does, he it can. says otherwise. But yeah, he can. He doesn't have – the attitude and, and the instinct, uh, it's so cliche, but that killer instinct, um, he doesn't have that. Um, and it's just different. It's, I don't know. It, yeah. I'd, prefer, I'd prefer my superstar to be a little bit more assertive. I guess. I mean, LeBron's not the, the most, um, you know, he's not going to say he's afraid of anybody, but he's also relatively uh, mild-mannered. He's not really one to, to go out and, and be like, oh yeah, no, we're gonna beat everybody. He'll he'll give credit where credit's due and that type of stuff. So I, I don't know. I let's just see how it goes. I I'm picking the Bucks four two in that series. Kike four two four uh, two. Kike on the other hand going four one Miami. So we'll we'll keep that in mind and and we'll see what happens over the next two weeks. Oh, we will. Uh, we will. <laughs> All right. Now on to the West. We're gonna go one through four on this, right? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, all right. I'll start off this one. Uh, I, I think the Jazz dodged a bullet um, with with the way that the play-in game tonight uh, ended up, the 8-9 game. Yep. Um, the, the Grizzlies are going to put up a, a hell of a fight, and they'll probably get a game, just like uh, we talked about Washington getting a game or two. Uh, I think Memphis will do the same. They're a very well-coached, extremely young team, so the experience will be fantastic for them. Uh, but Utah is a little bit different this year. They have everybody sort of running on on all cylinders. I think they're they got Mitchell back, right? They'll they'll be yeah. acclimating him back into the lineup again. He practiced for the first time yesterday. Yeah. Okay. So I I, I don't know. I, I think that's probably a, a another four one scenario. Uh, Utah with the top three defense, uh, great offense. Two of the three six man candidates this year. Um, they're, they're a very well-rounded team. As long as they can, can sort of keep Gobert on the floor more often in the playoffs and hit some of their threes, uh, they're going to be fine. They're going to be fine. They yeah. also got lucky with the Lakers winning, uh, winning that first game because then they don't have to see them until the, the Western Conference Finals. Yeah, if that's how it shakes out. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm pretty much in agreement there. I think they definitely looked out with not having a face Steph Curry. I still think that they probably would have won that series, just because overall oh, yeah. they are they're a better team. Yeah, um, yeah. They probably take this. The fact that uh, Memphis and Ja, I mean their best players are obviously Morant and Valanciunas. They depend a lot on scoring at the basket, and the fact that that's what Utah defends against the best with Gobert in there, obviously, and being the best defensive rated player in the league. Um, that just doesn't spell good news for them. I think, yeah, they put up a good fight. They maybe get a game in Memphis, uh, but this is, should be 
Utah rolling through into the second round pretty easily for the most part. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Not much to have to say agree. about this uh, about this one. Utah has earned nope. their top overall seed. They've had a good season. They're getting Mitchell back. There's no reason to believe that uh, they would uh, trip up in this first round. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think we're good there. All right. Now we go to the probably the most interesting first round series of the Western yeah. Conference. The 2-7 matchup with the Phoenix Suns, the feisty Suns, um, who have had a great, great season, and their reward for their awesome season is the defending champion Los Angeles Lakers in the first round. It's really the shittiest deck that could have been dealt. Um, it's kind of a shame. This team has had an awesome season. Like I said, uh, Chris Paul continues to defy age and time. These young guys are really starting to to really put it together. They just don't have that experience that's probably going to be necessary in this league, in this series, to to win when their backs are up against the wall, which I'm sure the Lakers will do to them. So it kind of sucks because I feel like they should – this team kind of deserves a playoff series victory, but I don't think that uh, they get it. I picked them to come out of the West a couple of episodes ago, but never did I think that they would be up against the Lakers in the first round. Um I think if LeBron can stay healthy, he doesn't tweak that ankle with AD uh, playing pretty much up to full strength again. Uh, Caruso emerging as an amazing two-way player, playing defense, being uh, great in transition, shooting well in transition. Yeah, he's not a great half-court player, but uh, when they get – they're a great defensive team, so they do spend a lot of time in transition on offense. He's awesome in those situations. Uh, this could be probably Lakers in six, I think. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I could see that. Um, this one I think has a couple different ways it can go. Uh, I, I did check first while you were, while you were talking there. Uh, Phoenix is actually favored in the first game. So, uh, I think Vegas sort of wants to see how everyone looks, uh, in game one before they start swinging things. Uh, especially leading with Phoenix being uh, – it's only a two-and-a-half point favorite, but still the Lakers at full strength being underdogs is interesting. Um, I would say the most likely outcome is what you're saying, 4-2 Los Angeles. Uh, that would make the most sense. I don't think anyone would be surprised by that. But there, there is a couple different worlds, uh, whether it be by injury or just sheer better team play. Um that Phoenix can at least take it to a game seven, if not win the whole series. So I would, I would probably agree with you on, on how the series finishes. Um, it'll be fantastic. Whether they win or lose, it'll be fantastic experience for Aiton and Booker uh, and Bridges. Um, I, I think they're, they'll be bringing Chris Paul. They, I know he has a player option next year, but from uh, what Woj was saying the other day, he's, he's almost for sure going to be, uh, either picking up the option or signing an extension there. So they should have Chris Paul for another year or two. Um, and I would look for them to sort of stay in the mix at the, at the top of that conference for another season or two. A hundred percent. And yeah. and don't get me wrong. I absolutely think that they can win this series. Offensively, they have been, they've been great all season, but they, lately they have really been clicking. They're a top five offense. It's, um, their defense has lagged in the rating once their offense really picked up, which is understandable, right? Because your focus shifts, especially if you're doing well. But LA is such a good defensive team that unless you can pick up that defensive intensity against them, uh, it's probably not going to go well. They are entirely capable of winning the series, though. And especially since the Lakers are, again, an ankle roll away from being the Pelicans, right? It's right. totally possible that this happens in game two. And now we've got a totally different series. I think it's right. super interesting um, that after 16 years in the league, this is the first time that CP3 goes up against his boy LeBron in the playoffs, right? Obviously because they've always been in different conferences except for the past two seasons. Right. Um, so that's cool. That's at least a storyline that we can follow. It's something that and I don't think it's going to be a series-defining thing, but uh, just a little added bonus to the intensity of the series. But, yeah, my mind says Lakers end up winning this. Uh, because they are the Lakers and the defending champs and they've earned that respect. But it is entirely possible that the, that the Suns put it together and and just continue this awesome run that they're on this season and move right. into the second round. Right. And and they finished, what, a game behind the best record in the NBA? Yeah. Yep. So, uh, 
they're, they're clearly capable of winning any series against anyone, in all honesty. Um, and, and let's face it, besides for people that are in L.A., I think everyone's rooting for the Suns. <laughs> probably. <laughs> I mean, everyone except the, the NBA offices would probably hope LeBron goes further than the first. He's never lost in the first round. Right. Um, so I'm sure they're hoping. But everyone outside L.A. is like, oh, yeah, go Suns. That's so. right. <laughs> Yeah. All right. So, so that's, that's how we a think good that one. one's going to go. All right. So let's move. Uh, you can kick us off with the 3 6 uh, Denver Nuggets oh. and Portland Trailblazers. Yeah. Yeah. This is this is the, the Jamal Murray Memorial uh, first round series. Because mm-hmm. I, I, like my, my uh, favorite listen, Zach Lowe, I probably would have picked the Nuggets to win the title uh, if Murray was healthy, if he didn't tear his ACL. Yep. Uh, the Nuggets are just—they are a juggernaut, and and let's be honest, their record actually improved when he went out. Um, they went I think thirteen, they were 13 and five, thirteen yeah. and five after he went down. Right, right. So they actually gained seeds uh, and passed the Clippers. And granted, the Clippers sort of tanked their way out of the three seed, but um, I mean, they—they just—they've—they've they've played awesome even after he was hurt. Porter Jr. has really picked up the slack there. Uh, I would say, besides for some otherworldly performance from Dame and CJ. Uh, Denver's probably 4-2 in this, maybe 4-1, but I, I would say 4-2 is probably your most reasonable output. Yeah, uh, Jokic is going to go nuts. So, I think so. I mean, again, barring some supernatural performance from, it's going to take both of them. Uh, right, CJ exactly. and Dame. Uh, I think the MVP of the league, Jokic, is going to, yeah, have a great series. He's going to uh, make a statement. He has definitely solidified that MVP vote since Murray has gone down. Right, we all expected Denver to kind of fade away into obscurity, and instead they did. They somehow got stronger. Yeah. Um, and it also has a big deal to do with Michael Porter Jr. I yeah. mean, offensively, that kid is just outstanding. He's like a fifty-four percent shooter, forty percent from three for the season. Um, yeah, he needs to work on the defense. It, it, it's probably going to cost you at some point in this particular postseason. But in this matchup, it's not going to be uh, something crazy. Like, they can put uh, Barton out there on McCullum. They can cover up Dame with a variety of, of guard traps. And then if he if he makes it into the, into the paint, you've got Jokic in there who, I mean, I mean he can switch. He's not the best defensive switcher especially if you're going to switch him off with a guard but he can hold his own and he's going to protect the paint for the most part um, yeah so i think denver can definitely win the series uh they've got the offensive power to do it they can hold those superstars if they can keep these guys in check and just not let them go absolute superman on them uh they should be able to yeah get through the series probably in a in a 4-2 fashion worst case scenario they go to seven back in denver and uh they take that seventh game i think yeah, yeah, and we didn't even mention uh, the guy who sort of unlocked their team uh, right as he got there, which was Aaron Gordon. Yeah, because um, right. he's sort of the 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 role that I think everyone wanted him to play when Orlando was an eight seed or a seven seed every year was that sort of more skilled Draymond Green, like defend, uh, just be athletic, get rebounds, uh, you know, score when you can, but you don't have to try to score twenty points a game. He's been that in Denver. Uh, his, his numbers aren't as high as Orlando, but they, I think before Murray got hurt, they were 8-0 after Gordon got there. So he was basically yeah. their better version of Jeremy Grant that they lost in the offseason. Right. Uh, and just and, sort of unlocked everything they needed to do. Yeah, and he was saying it's, it's, it worked perfectly for them, right, because they needed somebody of that skill level to work that role. He was saying when he got there, these are the easiest baskets he's ever gotten in his career. Oh, yeah. It's so like – Obviously, he was always the focal point of the defense when he was in Orlando. Now that you become the third or fourth option and you don't have the best opposing defender on you, it's like, yo, this is so easy to do. Right. Um, so, yeah, he definitely fits that role. It worked out per- – that trade worked out perfectly for Denver. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I think that they get through the first round. Um, I think, obviously, losing Murray probably kills their championship aspirations this season, but they're definitely going to get out of this round. Uh, and move in and see what they can do against either the Clippers or the Mavs. Uh, well, I think they would be the Suns or the Lakers. Would it? Because uh, that's the oh, yeah, 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 you're right, you're right, you're right. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, they're they're probably more looking at a at a rematch with at the LA. Lakers again. Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, so, yeah, I think we're both on the on the nugget train, at least in the first round. So that's good. And then we're going to be wrapping up our, our uh, playoff preview with the rematch of the first round last year, uh, which was super, super entertaining. Uh, it was sort of Luca's coming out party in the, in the postseason, hitting that, um, that game winner. I can't remember which game it was, two or three. Uh, and then he averaged 30 points for the series. Uh, so that was that was Lucas coming out last year, and I think that was the one the Clippers won four uh, two before they blew their three one lead the next round of the to the Nuggets. So we have a rematch, uh, Mavs and uh, Clippers. Uh, I am taking the Clippers again. Uh, I think probably about the same as last year four uh, two. I know the Mavericks have been playing very well, and Luca's as good or better than he was last year. But I just I had a ton of belief in the Clippers last year. Uh, I think they're playing very well, and I like Ty Lue as their coach. Um, you saw what he did in Cleveland. He, besides for the Warriors, they just rolled through everybody they played uh, and then, you know, just sort of ran into KD two years on one of the best teams ever assembled. Uh, otherwise, they steamrolled everybody. So he's a very good playoff coach. Uh, I think he will use PG and Kawhi as well as uh, as anyone ever, ever has. Um, so – that that's sort of my prediction for two Clippers uh, and, and not really ever. So I've been a big believer in the Clippers uh, last year as they, before all the craziness of the, of the pandemic and everything, when they started the season, I thought they were probably the favorites to win the title. Um, they definitely choked in the playoffs and I get it. There was that long layover. Then the bubble it was a lot of weirdness. So I get that, but they've kind of underperformed two expectations this season I think Ty Lue is the biggest wild card in this. He is a great postseason coach. He proved that with the Cavs. Um, maybe he turns up the defensive intensity in this uh, on this team now heading into the playoffs, and they can shut down Luka. That's the thing that they didn't prove during the regular season in any of the matchups is that they have a solution for Luka. If he wants to pull up from 18 because they give him the space, he can hit that. If they switch or if they pressure him, he goes by them and he goes to the basket and he does that. He sees things on the floor faster than four out of five of their defenders constantly, right? So he's always at an advantage on the floor against them. So until they can prove that they can stop Luka and have a, uh, an answer to him, it's very possible that the Clippers uh, end up blowing this series. Again, I'm leaning towards the Clippers probably in seven just because the pure talent of PG and Kawhi is better than anything that Luka's going to get, you know, Luka plus anybody, unless we get all-star level Porzingis, which we haven't seen recently. Um, right. So I still think we're, we're leaning towards the Clippers, but um, it's totally possible that Dallas pulls this together. Luka just has one of these seasons. This kid's amazing. Like, he's just out of this world good. And the way he sees the game out there on the floor, um, he makes everything happen for everybody else. So he's definitely possible. Uh, it's definitely possible for him to take over the series and, and win it for Dallas over these Clippers. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it wouldn't be a super surprise, uh, but yeah, L- LA, LA is built for this time of the year. I think um, Tyloo, especially when he was in Cleveland, like you said, uh, being the biggest wild card, he's definitely someone who uses the regular season, especially for a team that he's pretty sure is going to make the playoffs no matter what. Um, right. He he uses the regular season to sort of tinker with different things mm-hmm. uh, to figure out what will work, what won't work. And sometimes you lose games because you're tinkering and trying to do things, you know, Hey, are we able to switch all five positions? Hey, are we able to run, you know, this certain type of offense? And then you get bogged down for a game or two because you're trying to force it. And then you realize, okay, let's scrap that. That doesn't work. Let's try something else. Uh, and then he sort of puts that together and then you roll out for the playoffs and all of a sudden it, cause there, there was Everything a lot of clicked. times, Exactly. Our, our last two years going to the finals, um, our last year with Kyrie, which was probably our best team, and then the year uh, where it was just LeBron, basically, um, our first round series was the hardest one. They, I think they both went seven. And then the other, the second round and the, and the conference finals were easier somehow. And you'd be like, well, that seems backwards. And that's just sort of how we managed. He's, he would get them to a point where they sort of knew what worked. And then as the playoffs went on, they got better. So right. I, I would assume you'll see something similar uh, with, with the Clippers. A fun Doc Rivers fact, which hopefully doesn't rear its ugly head with Philly. He's blown three 3-1 leads as a coach yep. in the playoffs. <laughs> Only one did, I believe. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. So that's yeah. that's that's interesting. Maybe maybe that has something to do with with what was going on there because uh, he he did it twice with the Clippers. Actually, yeah, it's hopefully possible he just takes that juju over to Philly, and uh, <laughs> that helps us in the heat in the long run. Right, right. Well, yeah. And, uh, so you're you're leaning Clippers. That's that's. Lean, your yeah, I'm gonna go officially. I'll go Clippers in seven. Okay, and I got Clippers in six. So close enough. There you go. Close enough. All Is right. there anything we missed, buddy? I know we went through all eight uh, no, series. No, that's uh, we we hit them all. I think that it's going to be a fun first round. Um, again, kicks off Saturday afternoon, 2 p.m., Bucks Heat, first game of the playoffs. We're going to set the tone. It's going to be a good physical game. The Heat are going to end up winning that. It's going to be phenomenal. Um, so, yeah, let's see what's up. We will join you again next week where we will probably uh, definitely talk about how it's going in these rounds so far. And we'll definitely hit up on uh, a little bit of baseball love. We don't want to ignore America's pastime for much longer. Right. Right. Yeah. And let me just say, uh, the addition of fans back to the game is just so awesome. Um, it is. Even even that game in uh, in Golden State, and obviously California sort of lagged behind the rest of the country as far as opening up. Mm-hmm. Uh, but having those fans in that in that um, arena tonight, that was awesome. It's just yep. so nice to see fans back. So I look forward to that as the playoffs go on. Hopefully they get closer to full capacity uh, with some of these arenas as they go. Uh, but yeah, yeah, man, can't wait. It's, yes, it's going to be a fun couple months. Get vaccinated, everybody. Get back to normal. Let's do it. There are no microchips in these vaccinations. Get the fuck out of here. Um, so <laughs> they don't even have microchips for cell phones. What do they? What do they need a microchip for an ejection? Yeah, for? exactly. So uh, <laughs> let's get let's get the country back to normal and let's get back out there because yeah, fans are what make these playoff environments special. That energy, that buzz, is what makes these awesome. It wasn't the same in the bubble. Um, so yeah, definitely. I'm looking forward to it. Can't wait. Start it off tomorrow. Yeah, man. All right, buddy. All right. Well, hey, thanks, thanks for joining uh, nice us. Nice to do this as always. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Everybody, thank you for joining us. Again, rate and review us wherever you listen to your podcast. Follow us on Instagram, and we will definitely catch up with you on the next episode. Thanks, everybody. Absolutely. Yep. Take care. Bye.